you have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe podcast. Your contacts code names are Luke. Is uh, James Woods ever in a movie where he plays a scumbag, or, or where he first of all is he ever in a movie where he doesn't play a scumbag? And then, in two part question, is he ever in a movie where he doesn't actually just express his own real thoughts? Mike. Danny, I think you're just fucking with me again with this dreamy, idealistic, hopeful, hey, what if we actually had control for a minute? You son of a bitch. (laughs) You got us good, Danny. I am a sucker for shit like that, and I can see what you're trying to do here, but in the end, I'm not going to play this game. And Scott. It's almost as insane as coming out as gay as coming out as atheist in the NFL or these sports. I mean... Mm. How many people have come out as gay in the NFL? Like two, three, five? I mean, it's probably about the same numbers as someone who's willing to say they're atheist. This country is trash. The Is It Safe talk show. (laughs) It's all garbage. Nothing will ever work out for you. Your life is over. Give up now. Healthcare system blows. There's too much bureaucracy. Everyone's a bureaucrat. Everyone follows orders to a T and they never question anything. Meanwhile, dumb fucking weird shit's happening in their lives and they still don't understand why their life is so confusing. So there it is. That's the show. I'm Mike. That's Scott. That's Luke. Is it safe? Talk show has an email called is it safe pod at gmail.com. Yeah, we're just talking about a bunch of dumb bullshit that was happening in my life. It doesn't have to be this complicated, but. Apparently it is, and yeah, my brother is having more challenges. He needs help, and he's back. Let's talk about pharmacists for a minute, because that's what we were talking about. Yeah. What, Luke, you were just talking about your experience with pharmacists, and mm-hmm. I don't think there is a happy pharmacist in the United States of America at all. I, I do have one, but you have to live in my neighborhood. Oh, really? I've got the best. I've got the best. I finally went to a family-owned pharmacy. And I, I haven't had I haven't had a single good for you, man. I haven't I have not had a single issue, not fucking once in the last two years or year and a half when I started going there. The second I switched over from like going to fucking CVS or Walgreens or whatever, absolute all green lights. I've never had an issue, and they bend over backwards to make sure you're happy. Because they know they're in competition with these uh, big pharmacies. Wow! So wow! You find a family-owned small victory, man. That's good. You know what? Hey, I'll, I'll put a shout out oh. then to uh, Ferndale Family Pharmacy. Anybody is in this area, that is the greatest pharmacy on the planet. They're fantastic. The nicest people in the world, and they like they understand you, and they they don't treat you like they don't automatically treat you like uh, you're an antagonist. <laughs> what about you, Scott? Do you have any meds in your life? I don't know if you're on many meds yeah. at all. Are you? Zero meds, baby. So I fortunately don't have to deal with this horse shit. But... Oh, Christ, did I just out myself? Oh, shit, you know I... what? Okay. <laughs> 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 Can we just cut all that rest of that out? <laughs> oh, shit. No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rare one. But uh, no, support the small. Real one. I, I was, I had, I was fortunate enough to have one what the before fuck? when I had small meds. It's great. Yeah. Support small people. What's up, Mike? What's up, Mike? Uh-oh. I have a goddamn oh, headphones! No. Somehow the enable, <laughs> enable chat or speak to chat got enabled? I didn't even do anything. 
That's what sucks about these um, touch phones, like the ones you, if you touch the, the side cups, yeah, you can the decrease or increase the volume. Oh, yeah, here it is yeah, again. It's going in like, now it sounds like I'm on the moon somewhere. Kind of so sounds like you're on the moon. You guys keep talking well. about this for a minute. I'm going to figure this out. All right. Well, well, so, John, what you were saying is you were lucky enough to have parents that didn't fuck you up. <laughs> well, I Kidding. don't know. About just in that. case my parents uh, ever hear this, uh, they did not fuck me up. I know the first, the first, the, the biggest concern they had when I told them I was going to a, a therapist, this was 15, 20 years ago when I started going to a therapist on, on the reg. They, the first thought was like, what did we do? Did we, did we, wow, hurt you in some way? And it's like, no, no, you know, life, life is, you know, you're, you're in a, a billion cross cutting, uh, contexts and conditions. And I always felt really bad for just going to the therapist just because I didn't want them to feel bad. But they didn't do anything to fuck no me up. No way. And it's, uh, you're not fucked up and you're not crazy. And I'm talking to myself, kind of. Uh, I'm like using an artificial interlocutor. That Luke smile of his. Yeah. He had it on his face right to the very end. It's human. It's real. And you got to do what you got to do. That old Luke smile. That Luke smile of his. He had it on his face right to the very end. Keep that smile going, Lou, right to the very end. Yeah, no, I have a bunch of I have a bunch of local pharmacists actually in my neighborhood. It's called Stop and Go Liquor, Caesar's Palace, <laughs> Liquor and Lotto, Dean's yeah. Lotto, Easy and Easy and Lotto, Stop and Go. Uh, yeah, Breeze Cannabis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, New Standard Cannabis and uh in Hazel Park, Gage. All the all all my favorite pharmacies around here. Real friendly Dude, their their business is about to blow up. You better be careful about how many drops you give them. Wow, dude. Okay, you're, well, you're never gonna be able to get a get a dime sack ever again. A dub sack. Give me eight dub sack donut. Oh yeah, dub sack. Get a, what was that? Uh, remember Mama's Donuts? Yeah, this is Mama's Donuts. <laughs> Mama's yes. Donuts. Yeah, that's Steve. Our old friend Steve. He always Steve always comes up with these things. He's he the, finds these things. He's a guy who finds stuff on YouTube and he like shares it with you and you're like, oh, where'd you find this? He's that guy. And he always did that. He was doing that like 13, remember that? Yep. 2009 where me, you and him just spent a week in my apartment with just, it was just gluttony and excess and screaming. We were almost 30 years old, by the way. It's not like we were 18. We almost. were 29 years we were, old. But we were almost, we weren't quite there. So we were That's true. We were that. 29. Yeah. We're still in yeah. our 20s technically, but uh that Luca, was when like, we were on our uh, <laughs> fucking insane like uh, run with Rescue Me too, right? Yes, when yeah, that we, was. We, we were watching that. We were eating like fucking Chicago style pizza from down the street. This <laughs> fucking crazy. Heavy, heavy calorie intake. Blimpy burgers, Chicago style pizza. That's when two I put on forty five pounds in thirty days. Yeah, two televisions, a, a very not, loud sound system. That's for two. That's the first time I heard too many dicks too. I never heard that one. Steve was playing that one nonstop. Yep. So all those yep. flight of the Concords bits. Very that funny. Man, that Luke smile of his. That man he had it can on his face right to the very end. He was. Luke was smiling back then, that's for sure. Drag line approves. I'm always always smiling. Um, I've never seen that movie, by the way, so when I picked up these clips, I feel like I've just ruined the movie for myself. So uh, I don't think I've <laughs> ruined the movie. Oh good, okay. Well maybe I still get a chance for cool hand Luke. <laughs> nah, totally. Yeah. Fine. Totally fine. Yeah. Mike, did you have a chance to um, incorporate the new drop? 
that I sent you? Well, it's not a new draft. That's the thing. That's what's so funny about that. So. Do we have that already? It's like one of the first things you ever asked for. That's why I made it fun is of true. your memory. It is like, yeah. oh, yeah, well, you always make fun it's of like, my memory, it's like for like that's okay. The, no, but this particular was such a specific ask. Scott, do you remember this ask? It's mm-hmm. very specific, yes. Yes. This would have been two years ago. I would have easily, that would have been the first thing that I wanted. It was. That's what I'm saying. That's why I never forgot it, because it's so original. And it goes, look, the date on the we file. Just here never we go. Use it. Wait, here we go. Jane, you ignorant slut. There it is. What's the date yes! on the file? Anybody want to take a guess on the date of that file when it was created? The date? Oh, shit. Um, uh, April. July 2019. <laughs> I was going to say April of 20. No, I don't. we didn't start the show until November of 20, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. really. I think it was that late, like when we actually started to get, when I got brought oh, right. in, you guys were doing a couple Bathhouse Bozo episodes, and then I came along around November of April, 2020. April of 21. That's right. That's All right. Wow. That's much better. Not quite, but that's close. This is February of 2021, February 13th. So there it is, Luke. <laughs> that was the day. All right. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we got the drop in there. Um, just don't just don't forget about it, you know. I'm not going to forget about it. But uh, speaking of drops, I got a whole new thing to debut here. I'm really proud of this. I worked really hard on it, meaning I spent at least an hour, which is a lot of work. You know, it's not easy mm-hmm. to pull this shit off. But we have a new segment, and Luke uh, decided to be a sport about it. And so now I actually got a lot of positive feedback from outsiders of the show talking about how they appreciate bits and segments and stuff like this. So yeah. let's check out this one. People appreciate is, structure. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily. Well, it can't well be. no, Eric told me today he loves that when we talk about music randomly, though. He appreciates that. He's like, it's in the email. I'll get to that later. But here we go. Okay. Wait, that's social suicide. That's not it. That's you motherfucker. Wrong. God damn, damn it. Anyway. Turn Wait, everything Mike, off. Mike, before, hold on. Before, before you go on real quick, can you give me a sound check? Are, are we good on the volume, on the mic yeah, volume? Yeah, I, I, I create your volume. You're good, so. I'm in control. Okay. I love that they updated the control so I could control both your mic volumes now. So I'm in business. Oh, that's very nice. Good job. I put you on par with Scott, so you and Scott should be pretty even. If this turns mm-hmm. out shit, actually, you guys should blame me. If your audio is shit, I'm responsible for this. I've All blamed right. you since <laughs> from the beginning. It doesn't, oh, it, I've never it, blamed it, myself. Yeah. Bullshit, I can't hear you. Sound off like you got a pair. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's been a problem. Luke. I mean, we had Luke's audio so good like a month ago, and then he went upstairs for a little bit. And then now he's back in the basement. We're trying to get it back to where it was. <laughs> yeah, All right, back in the basement. Here we go. The NSA Talk Show presents Luke Explains Bad Religion This is not songs. the right one. Each week, Luke will have a song selected for him at random to help us understand what the hell lead singer of Bad Religion Greg Graffin is trying to say. For over four <laughs> decades now, Greg Graffin has confused us, baffled us, and mystified us with his politically charged social commentary. Luke doesn't do that pussy, ethereal, ambient, post-rock shit. Luke wants it hard, fast, and raw. And that's what Greg Graffin provides every time he writes a new song. Sure, you'll tell your friends that you love that new song, but you really have no idea what he's saying. So that's why Luke's here to help us understand bad religion. All right, there it is. Oh, yeah. Woo! Luke breaks out bad religion. Uh, now, Luke doesn't pick the song, although we do reveal the song to him prior. Uh, Scott, I don't know if you're privy to this because I just told him when he left the house Monday night. Luke and I played softball again. Luke subbed in on the Monday night softball team. So I just yep. threw him a song off the top of my head. I'm like, oh, 
let's go with this song, which I think it's probably probably a t- it might be a top five for me, uh, Bad Religion mm-hmm. wise, and that's that's saying something because Bad Religion is just so filled with so many great songs over their career. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the end, for me, Bad Religion song, Man on a Mission. Modern Man. What, what happened to the audio? Modern Man. It's a different... Did the audio just disappear? What the fucking hell? Why does God hate me? It's a new segment. It's okay. There's going to be a couple of bumps. <laughs> Pumps and a bumps. Yeah, apparently uh, nobody likes me anymore. And it's only, it, it's like, you know, the song the song performed live is like a minute and 30 seconds. So it's, that it's is gonna true. Be, it, it, it's almost a drop in and of itself. Uh, Scott, do you, you have a favorite Bad Religious song of all time? Oh, shit, man. Well, the first one I fell in love with is pretty basic. It was 21st Century Digital Boy. But uh, Recipe, oh, sure. recipe mm-hmm. for Hate and Stranger Than Fiction and... Uh, Suffer and The Gray Race. Those were like, those are my records. Oh, okay, well, just, you're that guy. Just, okay. just banged a few out right there. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. Nope. God darn it. Modern Man. Oh my God, what am I doing? I don't even know where we are anymore. Yeah, I just give up on everything. <laughs> Kill me now. So. It's called Modern Man. Uh, you're right. I, the, I don't even, know what, I don't even remember what I said. Yeah. You remember that? I do remember there that. There you go. That's it. That makes more sense. Well, let's see what Greg says here in the first verse. We'll just check out the first verse. I've got nothing to say. I've got nothing to do. All of my neurons are functioning smoothly. And still I'm a cyborg just like you. So what does that mean, Luke? Break that down for us. What's going on there? <laughs> I don't think there's any breaking down needed. There's, there's not a lot of breaking down needed. Uh, you know, I... Oh, <laughs> uh, my neurons are, are functioning, functioning smoothly, smoothly, yet still yeah. I'm a cyborg just like you. T- there take you us go. through it. Come on, Luke. Help us out. Well, no, I I literally was like, well, what am I supposed to say? It's so it's so easy. Is it? Maybe that's oh, the whole just, point. We don't get it. You got to help us out. We're morons. No, that's ridiculous. Okay, it's very straightforward. Uh <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're all cyborgs. All right, we're all cyborgs. Just just keep it going. I mean, this, he's telling a story, so let's let's give uh, Graffin a little bit of let's I mean, let's give I him a little leeway I here. I think in the like, next line he uses the word myoma, so we're gonna need you. That's to break true. Yeah, that's I'm that's gonna need cancer. a definition on that yeah. one for sure. Well, my, myoma. Okay, so okay, now I see why maybe you asked me to do this because you know that I was like. <laughs> Constantly reading with a dictionary next to my book and would always have a dictionary next to me when I would listen to bad religion. Yeah, myoma is, is a biological term, another one that he, he uses. He uses so many of those in, in his songs. And that's because of his background. Uh, he's a biologist. He's a zoologist. And uh, I guess an evolutionary zoologist, I think. Is oh, they say genius himself. is cream. So yeah, myoma is a is a, a tu- like a tumor, like a, a, a cancerous cells. You know, a group of cancerous genius, cells. Genius, genius, So I'm one. I'm one big myoma that thinks. I'm I'm just a fucking tumor on this planet. You know, but I still have I still have like you know the agency to like destroy it. Well, what? Yet I'm still a cyborg just like you. What does that mean? Like we're all kind of part man, part 
technologically connected? No, he's talking about. He, okay, well, he's he's talking about the the modern man, and like I have, I did think about this after you you brought it up because I was like, I'll, you know, wonder exactly what he meant it's funny because i think he's he's kind of talking about well he's talking about like uh the, the modern man which is basically the the character of somebody is trying to kind of uh trying to defeat and you know antagonize fate you know somebody who wants to live forever somebody who thinks that there's fucking nothing that they can do that's going to actually stop them from living this uh this life of eternal bliss going to heaven you're gonna get on your face and point out your faults so the modern the modern man is somebody that's trying to defy nature is constantly in defiance of nature i've got a follow-up question now this song came out in 1990 now uh i'll crunch i'll do the math for you that's 32 years ago do you believe do you believe that the modern man in greg graffin's song uh is probably a little bit different than the modern man today albeit only 30 years ago Cyborg, if you look at, I mean, if you look at cyborgs in 1990 and this kind of (laughs) shit, I mean, it's got to be a little different than what we're dealing with now. Well, he's he's just thinking about uh, somebody who's brainless, but is also completely technologically, technologically forward. You know, somebody who's doesn't give a fuck about uh, doesn't give a fuck about the uh, the corporeal world in, in the way that they need to in order to make sure it doesn't fucking uh, end up in a giant fucking fireball. Child, please. Okay. I mean, well, the, the, to, the, the yeah. overall, the overall thing here is like, we're, we're talking about, you know, just being a fucking parasite on this planet and, uh, oh, that's you not know, very nice. and, and climate change. And then of course, of course, like, uh, you know, technologism as it were, this butts up nicely with the Hicks bit about how we're all just a virus with shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good yep. call. Here it goes. My Oma that makes my Oma. Okay, just a short time to see. That's true. Life is short. Uh, my planet supports only me. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought the planet supports everybody not just does that mean he's it's an egotistical point of view the cyborg this modern man <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, yeah the, the 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 modern man the the modern individual is uh, uses uh uses the earth for resources uses the entire planet for resources uh, they're extracting resources everywhere they can uh for their own benefit to they're either trying to live longer or just live safer, you know, be in a better neighborhood, whatever it might be. I mean, this, uh, you know that, you know, we all know that uh, Graffin can be like, he can be super explicit about uh, life under capitalism. He can be a little, uh, he can be, uh, he, he can, I was thinking deferential. What is the word? <laughs> he can be unclear a little bit uh, from time to time, but most of those really? religious songs are usually written by uh Brett Gerwitz, so... Oh, shit. You know what? When I did that uh, little piece you heard there earlier, the intro to this segment, I was thinking about, yes, a lot of these lyrics are also written by Dr. by Mr. Brett. I, and That's I right. didn't... 
He crossed my mind, but I continued forth. Actually, the truth is, I was just so pressed for time. I was like, you know, well, fuck it. That's how this one's going. I'll do better next time. I actually banged that thing out in like 40 minutes right before the first podcast I did before this show. So, Well, this one's Greg. This is a Greg song, Modern Man. This one is, yeah. This is Yay! this is a Greg song. This is a Greg song. Uh, Mike, I think you might be thinking of like uh, Anesthesia specifically. That's like one of our favorite songs together. You and I have shared that. But that was a that uh, Mr. Brett song. You know what's so funny about Anesthesia? Lyrics. And I didn't yeah. know this. Uh, actually, I'm going to save this for the end because I want to play that song. So let's finish this one first. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here on yeah. Luke Explains Bad Religion. <laughs> That's a great line. That's the best line. That's like the, a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, her, heritage obviously being, you know, obviously heritage stemming from like inheritance. So it's you feel like you deserve it. You feel like you own it. Mm-hmm. This this world is fucking yours. You can do whatever the fuck you want with it. And if that Scarface, means, the world is yours. Yeah, if that means uh, covering it in a giant oil spill and setting it all on fire, go right ahead. I've made a huge mistake. Yeah, that's true. It's modern man, pathetic example of Earth's organic heritage. I mean, he's been he's been on he he has been talking about things like climate change for a very long time. You know, we're talking this is 1990s. This isn't even like the earliest time that he's even brought it up. But he's there was a movement in the 70s. I mean, it's not like I know it's not as big as it was in the 90s. That's fair. But a lot of a lot of punk bands, a lot of punk bands were were. I don't know, maybe you could fill us in here a little bit more, but a lot of punk bands were a little bit more about just bucking authority and being incoherent as opposed to, I mean... That's the old bit between No Effects and Bad Religion, like the two yeah. icons of skate yeah. punk, new, modern new punk. New boobs, post, jugs. Yeah. Post-Dead uh, <laughs> Kennedy's, like, shit punk, right, Scott? You know, like, after... After the early stages of what I guess was mainstream late 70s punk, then you have like this underground 80s punk, the dirt punk, the DC hardcore scene, Fugazi, etc. And then you have Bad Religion kind of coming out of that as a bridge to when No Effects comes alive. And then these two are, I would say, the titans of punk rock for a long time. Now we're older. We're probably just completely out of touch with the new punk rock of this era, which I would admit freely. But No Effects crack jokes, and they actually made fun of Bad Religion with Strange Fishing? Stranger Than Fishing? can't remember that. Fiction? Okay, that's funny. No, I Stranger Than Fiction was a Bad Religion song, <laughs> and No Effects did a song called Stranger, oh, okay. Strange Fishing or Stranger Gone Fishing. It was a total... I, I don't know if they've always been tight, like they appreciate that, because No Effects actually became much more like Bad Religion around the 2000s after they grew up a little bit, and they started doing that uh, the George the Warren errorism, the George yeah, errorism, W. Bush yeah. era, really changed No Effects' political slant, or at least was more blatant and focused on that. Yes. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Here's some more. All right. Now you get some harmony going there too, though. Which bad religion always? I thought was <laughs> they well, do have the, the harmonies. <laughs> mm-hmm. The first verse I didn't hear that leading up to the. Yeah, no, I the think that's the first time it comes in. Yeah, that's intentional. Th- this one, this line actually, this I took it for granted for so many years. It's so it's so clean, simple, 
direct, you know, I see my ancestors spend uh, with careless abandon, assuming eternal supply. That is, you know, they we're looking at the boomers right now and we're thinking the same fucking thing. It's actually so fucking <laughs> funny to like, look at that. And then uh, it started making me think about uh, Nietzsche because I, I have a feeling that Graffin probably like studied Nietzsche at some point as well. I and love Nietzsche talks about the eternal recurrence and you know, something that Nietzsche talks about a lot is the, so the idea of eternal eternal recurrence is that would you relive this life infinitely over and over and over again and so conduct yourself in a way that allows you to do that the late in a way that allows you to be like and become the like quote-unquote superman which is a big part of his philosophy as well would you would you do anything differently and at every step it is you know do the thing that you're that you would want to be repeating infinitely forever fuck you uh, dickhead it's a it's quite a high standard for ethics. Uh, I do I do see that, <laughs> but I think it, I think it does play some kind of role in in bad religion just in general, especially since Nietzsche was a one of the more famous kind of early on existential atheist types, and we know that Graffin, of course, is part of the he's I don't know if he's fully into it, but part of like the kind of new atheist crew, you know, Lawrence Krauss, uh, Richard Dawkins, like those guys, Sam Harris, I'm sure. Uh, he wrote his uh, PhD dissertation with the the help of Dawkins, for instance. But in any event, yeah, I, I think he's talking about it. He's talking about a past generation that is uh, just constantly uh, spending meaning not just not just money but spending every fucking resource we've got soldiers uh, so people fucking money uh, you know whatever greenhouse gases we've got left before like again we turn this globe into a fucking uh, fiery marble like these are all things that, that yeah these are all things that we are just expensing as we go forward like, well, someone else will pay for it. Someone else is going to fucking pick up that bill, and it's going to be fucking us. And here we are 30 years later. So, fuck. It's, oh, getting, wow. it's getting hot. It's getting hot around here, and it's 105 oh. degrees today. So uh, I think it's uh -huh. a perfect day to talk about it. <laughs> That's fair, Luke. Almost over. See, it doesn't even take meant that the song is four minutes. Oh, I remember we were in high school. Our friend Corey, he hated bad religion, and he used to sit <laughs> call it opera punk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is fine. Uh, now he loves them, of course, because he grew up and he realized how sage all this shit is. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, evolutionary, <laughs> evolutionary betrayer, ecosystem destroyer. Yeah. Th those are, those are the, classic. That's the message. And, yep. And I don't know. You look at, just, just look at, 
the masters of the universe look at your bezos's look at i mean it's it's a weird it's a weird, weird thing man. given it, it could be kind of looking into the future look at all these these fucking billionaires now they literally are treating the world like that and he there i mean there were billionaires but not like this back when he wrote this song he just saw he saw right through it so give him just credit a for that. sample of carbon-based wastage a fucking mm. tragic epic of you and i mm-hmm. Woo! damn yes, it damn yeah man i mean it is where the the reason i brought the eternal uh the eternal return or the eternal recurrence is that you know you can say this about every generation but it's especially poignant in the last 50 years and he was saying that as let's say a 30 some odd year old i mean he is a boomer he is officially a boomer but he was more or less sympathizing with the youth you know i mean he was coming from that angle and so that's how he gets away with it at this point it's amazing we don't have oh, more good yeah. boomers like greg graffin doesn't that suck? Why can't why can more boomers be great? Yeah. Isn't that fucking hard? Is yeah, that that hard? Where all the boomers gone? <laughs> Next up, <laughs> Scott explains Paula Cole. <laughs> <laughs> now in the line, ooh, you pick me up in your 57 Chevy. Now what you're going to want to know about that is... <laughs> fucking. fucking. Somebody's been fucking. Uh, all right, so... Yeah, no, that's, that's that was fun. I'm glad we got to do that. And and thanks for suggesting it. I think that's something that I touch on all the time about music, which is like I'm not like the music guy, but I do I like to just I do like <laughs> I like thinking about things. That's one thing I really enjoy. I like thinking about things. Weirdo. But I appreciate I appreciate anybody that just fucking says says something direct. There just isn't a lot of direct information out there just no. in general no, unless people are talking about back. relationships or something like uh you know you didn't call me back in time and now i'm upset and that's the whole song i'm upset which is, which is most like third wave punk trash yeah which is all the garbage that you've been subjecting me to over the last six months <laughs> oh no what we got here i'm post-long. upset man now we're, we're going back it's scott's yeah. plan but this is the follow-up Oh, okay. by Drake. I'm upset. He's upset. Fifty thousand on my head is disrespect. So offended that I had to double check. See? I'ma always take the money over sex. That's why they need me out the way. What you expect? Let's compare this to modern man. Got a lot of blood and it's cold. They keep trying to get me for my soul. They try to keep get me for my soul. It's incredibly. Here we go. This is the big line here. Can't go fifty fifty with no hope. You can't go fifty fifty with no hope. That's true. That means he's not paying her check. He's not paying her check at dinner, right? He's a, he's a millionaire, isn't he? <laughs> he should be, yeah. There it is. I'm upset. That's by Drake. But what I really wanted to follow up with was, uh, and I know all you are disappointed because Scott didn't rap over that, but don't worry. There'll be more. There'll be other opportunities. Uh, You'll get more Scott's What points. I didn't know, and this was going back to when you brought up Anastasia earlier in your synopsis, your analysis, your breakdown, um, there was a band who did covers of punk songs called Shy Halud. Now, Shy mm. Halud did Anastasia, and they did oh. Linoleum by No Effects, like which was a seconds. classic as well. Like, yeah, this is Shy Halud doing Anastasia. It's gonna be, oh wow, 
Like I said, this is a little bit longer of a song. Because this one's 2 minutes and 40 seconds. I don't know if the message is getting across. <laughs> and it carries on. Uh, what nobody told me growing up and what I just learned a couple months ago, I swear it was never mentioned to me that this was a Dune reference. I had no idea. Nobody ever said that to me when we were kids or in our 20s. Nobody said, oh, dude, I love Dune. That's the sweet name. Not one person said that to me at any given time. Wait, anesthesia? No, oh, Shia Halud. Oh, Shia Halud. I was going to say, oh, I get that because yeah. <laughs> Mr. Brett was on fucking heroin, so it wouldn't surprise me if he brought in That a would Dune make reference. sense, yes. Yeah, Shia Halud. Well, Shia okay, Halud. I did not know that. It was a, I watched the Dune movie a couple months ago, the new one, and... They're like the whole sect. They're like a crucial part of the whole story. And I just didn't know that because I just didn't know. One of those you found Because you found it absolutely is, terrible. One of these dudes is in Newfound Glory, I remember. Isn't it? I think one of the dudes is that true? Shia, yeah, one of the guys in Shy Halud is a Newfound Glory member. That uh, is he's awesome, man. Chad Gilbert. That's even yeah, better the vocal, than... Uh, the fucking vocalist is like the guitarist in Newfound Glory. Really? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That's even better than the Sunny Day real estate guy leaving for the Foo Fighters. Right? Oof. That's impressive. By the way, I just keep thinking about that Sunny Day show. I'm so oh, excited. Yeah. I'm going to give everything I got to that show. Like, I'm just going to go so immersive in that show. It's my first time seeing them. It's happening in September. And I just I put on, I put on some Sunny Day the other day, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to hear this live. So. Mike's gonna That's become exactly. the only the only real estate agent in the uh, in the Midwest that only sells real estate on sunny days. He's hey! going all the way in. I got a sunny all the way in. That. You still got a ticket for me? Yeah, that's yours, dude. Dope. Yeah, it's uh, fifty three dollars. I'll send you some <laughs> USD. Just wait for yeah. my crypto to go up a little bit, and I'll send you some money. Oh! No, no. He's, he's waiting for crypto. There was a full-on... There's this text thread I'm with with uh, friends that you know of ours, Luca, like Justin and Ring and Eric Allen, friend of the show. Eric, shout out to you, buddy. You're probably listening. You're hearing this right now, Eric, and you know the thread I speak of. Me and Eric had a emergency teleconference at about 2 p.m. today. State of crypto emergency crisis breakdown. <laughs> Eric's Eric's big in crypto. I've been in, me and Eric have been big in crypto. Yeah, Eric's even bigger than crypto than you and I, John. Like he he really no, he, has been into he, it. But he and he understands it on a level. He sent me something a while back that I struggled to understand. I tried. I tried. But uh, yeah, he I would, he would appreciate it. you saying that. But I went into it like not necessarily wanting to know that much about it because I think it just yep. tweaked me out. I was I was uh, <laughs> excited enough to to go in, you know, to go in like waist deep. But I never I never wanted to be in the deep end, and I don't. This know is all that. crypto uh, people right now. Ah! Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
Actually, this is the whole world economy. It's not just crypto people either. This so. is oh yeah, this is the global economy just going right straight into the shitter. There's no there's no victories. Like, give me a victory. Give me a financial fucking victory that you have had the pleasure of you know washing over you in the past month, year, two years. I mean, Luke, you have a house, so maybe your house. Hey, is more way to go, buddy! But here's the, here's the financial victory. Well, here's the financial victory I had. Uh, I got a scratch-off ticket, and I got my money back. And I was like, "Yeah, oh, I've heard this. Yeah, remember that story? That's a good story." It's I do it once in a while. Gaming. I get the I get the uh, get the scratch-offs, but yeah, that's the only vic. There's no victory. I I broke even. <laughs> so well, now now it's up to happened. me again. Do I spend the money again to do it and give it a shot? We'll see. Well, I told Eric I like I couldn't be of service to him, but he decided he's gonna he's gonna stick it out for the long haul, even though he's getting roasted. He got it at a point too, not to give too much away about his own life, but like a while ago, so where he was already really still way ahead, and now it's just come back to earth for him. And for me, I, I'm I mean I'm in I can't sell it because I'm way I'd be taking a loss, like a multi thousand dollar loss now, and I'm stuck. I'm stuck there forever. And I really. Ride this bear market out into the sunset, my friend. <laughs> yes, Scott. Yes, I. Uh, I admit this freely. I didn't. I didn't give a fuck about it as much as anything, knowing that it was a alternative. A, a maybe it was an alternative, and the one thing I thought that maybe it could be was an actual inflationary hedge. I really thought that mm-hmm. maybe that was the reality, but that is clearly bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. This is like anything else. It offers nothing, and it's not a utopia at all because it's not separate from what was supposed to be this idyllic view of it. That is, oh, it's separate from other currencies and the current capitalist economy, and we can break free of all this. It's gone right down the shitter with everything else because you know why? Because all the Wall Street firms and everybody else got into it too, and it's mainstream as everything else now. It's not, it's not what it was yeah. ever intended to be. Satoshi's dream is in the shitter, and yeah, the party is over. No, Shatoshi's dream. No, Shatoshi's dream was to make a bunch of fucking money. Uh, Everybody else's dream was to literally make this the exact same as all other markets. You have failed. Pull the same levers of power. There was never going to be uh, a chance. Remember, we talked about this. There was never going to be a chance for two little mice fell in a bucket of cream. Exactly. (laughs) You're not making. You're not making butter out of this. Like butter. I thought I was going to see the problem. This is my biggest problem. However, though, I, hold on, wait. I didn't uh, get into it, like, considering it a sunk cost. I never, for, never for a moment have I considered this a sunk cost, this investment, and that's the biggest issue is I was like, oh, I'll just kind of, like you said, a little hedge, a little pull out a little bit there if I need it. Hey, car breaks down. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> nah, it ain't working like that. Let me, let me ask you this. It, given, given what you guys know about this now and kind of playing this game, uh, what's the play now? Just keep it in because what are you gonna do? Oh, yeah. Pull it out. I mean, no, we're to. heading for the mountains, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, it's not. It's not necessarily going anywhere. It just. It's still. It's still this crazy. It's this crazy world where nobody understands anything. Nobody and, understands it. <laughs> well, people why, can understand yeah, it, but like every time someone says they understand it, then there's somebody, some other economist that comes in and tells you how it's not gonna work in the like regular oh, capital yeah, market. Yeah, so that's that's why tough. I don't spend so much time researching it and. No, definitely don't. But, I mean, <laughs> uh, it's 
what you know nothing against eric or anyone else who china knows a lot more about it than us but i just don't know what spending all that time learning about it it probably no, just it's ultimately nothing. would have pissed me off even more that i yes earned all that time trying to get a handle on this shit and there's just absolutely no fucking way and to your point mike it's yeah it's just inextricably linked to the to the global economy and so they're just gonna wow dude we're gonna tank and, and celebrate you know the exact same way like these curves the u.s dollar bends the same way as, as this shit does now anymore so yep no there's no separating it and yeah we're we're fucking in the more desperate you become the more you just have to claw in and dig in and be fucking steadfastly about this shit and that's just, what i did exactly i mean right now is actually probably the time to buy another five to ten thousand oh, dollars worth of crypto yeah <laughs> i wish I, I seriously i wish i could man this is a great purchase point this is a killer purchase point but i got nothing i have nothing that i can do but i got the connection Actually, I got just keep, yeah, keep your money in. I mean, it's going to go up. It has to because it's not going anywhere. It's that Luke it's smiley. Pretty unique that way. <laughs> look, I took this hardcore hardliners approach that you know, I'm not even going to look at this shit. I never I stopped doing the daily check ins. I've told you that, Scott, many times. Yeah, like that. even in the earlier, which turned out to be much less of a panic situation when it was at, I don't know, Ethereum was at three grand or something like that or 2,500. And I'm like, you know what? They're just trying to push us out. And even our friend Eric, he told me today, he's like, you're still trying to squeeze us out. And I feel like if I hang on, it's all going to turn around. It sounds like an incredible optimistic view, frankly. Uh, I can see all the shit just tanking out, but it's not going to go away entirely. It will start to do something, but it's just shit. It's floating shit. It's imaginary shit. I know we don't talk about shit as much on the show. There's been a moratorium on poop and shit, but it's shit. And apparently you've broken it. Now, I know that more than ever. And my only regret is I probably, I was trying to spare myself the daily pain of like constantly checking it and being involved in the, the reality of it every day. And, I, and that's why you want to do that. Because if you can stay in it daily and accept the ups and downs, you know when you can get out more clearly and it's easy to say that. Oh, could got out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> classic finance bro wankery, dude. No, I thought we were. In, I thought we were in good company. You know, I thought we were. I, I thought we had all the. I thought we had the powerhouses. I thought we were on the right fucking team, and maybe we still are. And I'm just thankful that I didn't have so much money wrapped up in it. But then again, if allegedly. I had so much money, allegedly that I could have you know lost a hundred or a million dollars in this crypto bullshit that would have meant <laughs> i had other millions of dollars behind it so when you have five thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars losing a grand or two is a lot of fucking money but when you have 20 million dollars losing a million dollars sucks but you still have 19 million dollars left take it as you will take that for data you can take that to the bank all right we got a billion emails so we got to get to these emails like we got a shitload of them here so can't fuck around Let's start from the bottom and go to the top. And when I say the bottom, I just mean the farthest date away from today. That's all I mean. It's a safe pod at gmail.com. Do you mean we're responding in order of entry? Like, we're just going to yeah. respond to the first one first. And exactly. Yeah, that's Chronological right. order. Yes, this first email will be Thank the you. oldest. Chronological order. There we go. Be, uh, of the oldest concern in the inbox. Correct. June 9th oh is where Here we will we start. 
Brian M. Good old Brian. Yep. He always emails the show regularly. We love you, Brian. You're my man. You always will be. Thanks for your feast dues, by the way, Brian. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. You're a good man. Round of applause for you. Uh, I got that the other day. And I still owe those. Yeah, it was not a shot at you. It was just a true nope, appreciation I, to him. Uh, I want to thank Brian for his considerable dedication to the show. I always appreciate it. And if you want to be like Brian, it's a safe pod at gmail.com. You can also rate the show five stars on Spotify. We actually have a few ratings on Spotify, which blew my mind because I bitched about it a while ago. And it turns out some of you actually clicked on that star. We have 10 five-star ratings on Spotify, guys. How about that? Thank you. Uh, this is a very that's three less than Palazzo. That's three hard. That's three less than my Palazzo podcast, which has like way more downloads and uh, just access than this show. So I think that says a lot. Well, Palazzo is a lot like it's a lot like being in crypto, where you're <laughs> constantly riding the wave, and you need you need instantaneous China. feedback. Uh, right, Mike, I think if you don't want to have the movie uh, ruined for you, go on, Luke. You might not want to read this out word for word. Mm. That first, the first paragraph is gonna essentially spoil a bit of it, but it, not really. You know what? Fuck it. Uh, everybody knew when yeah. Shakespeare put a play on. Everyone knew yeah. exactly how it ended. So fuck that. I I don't like like you know sixty year spoilers. That's on me. I take full <laughs> responsibility for it. Mm -hmm. so. That Luke smiley. Yeah. This shit's on you. I, I don't. Right to the very end. I'm I'm so against spoilers. I'm trying to defend a sixty year old movie and your decision <laughs> to not watch it. I mean, it wasn't a decision. I just I never got the opportunity. I wasn't opposed to it. I don't know. Well, Here you, we go. No, Brian you never says, had an opportunity. It's true. I did not. Hello, Safe Pod Talk Show team. <laughs> and you know, my life would have been changed dramatically, by the way, because my first experience with George Kennedy was in The Naked Gun. That's all I ever knew of him. And he had this whole life before that. So it would have been interesting to see how I would have viewed him if I could have seen him in this role as dragline initially. Uh, George Kennedy and Cool Hand Luke is definitely a top. He ain't no bottom for sure. There's so much suppression in that character. It's astounding. He's like Mandy Patinkin's 88 Keys character in Dick Tracy. <laughs> Oh, great reference. All unrequited love, protector, worshiper to Madonna's breathless Mahoney. But in this case, Drag wants those cool hands all to himself. <laughs> that's that's pretty sexy. Uh, I got to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't help myself. Brian, you brought this up. Sooner or later, you be yeah. A little Dick Tracy soundtrack here. <laughs> that movie was... By the way, I just got to say this because Madonna's in it and she's like... She's like creaming her panties in every scene she's in. It's supposed to be a kid's movie. It's funny. Very strange. Warren Beatty ends up fucking her and then like puts more of her in the movie during that time frame. And Warren Beatty, by the way, is very overrated. That's a whole side note, I think. And I actually like some of the stuff he's done. I love Reds. Reds was a great movie. I love that movie. But Masterpiece. He, he's kind of a... He's so full of himself. And, like, you know, this playboy. Like, But he thinks he's an intellectual, I feel like, too. I don't know. There's a lot of bullshit going on But he's more of an intellectual Beatty. than virtually anyone else in that fucking realm. I mean, even what Jack What is that Nicholson, saying, though? Well, even Jack... <laughs> 
It says it says that Hollywood is a it's a absolute fucking nightmare of a of a place where people are just looking for fucking money. His and era was much more intellectual, I will say that, compared to today. It's just superheroes and beat off films and you know. Have we talked about the have we talked about the um Hunter S. Thompson suicide note? Or no, uh Hunter S. Thompson uh note on music. No. Uh, doesn't ring a bell? Yeah. <clears throat> the music industry the music industry, uh, the, the music business is a cruel and shallow money trench, a long plastic hallway where thieves and pimps run free and good men die like dogs. There's also, <laughs> there's also a negative side. But that's Hollywood. <laughs> that's Hollywood, too. I mean, he defines it perfectly. That's Hollywood as well. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's funny. Uh, Warren Beatty can be that because Warren Beatty also did Bullworth, which is also really out of character and strange and out of the box and did not. I don't think it made money. Maybe it did, but no. it was as uh, a break even at best. And it's still. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane, good, too. Can't wait to see it. <laughs> not going to call it a masterpiece or anything, but it is still uh, worth seeing. And it's what is? a Which thought one? starter. Bullworth. Oh, wow. It's a thought that, no starter, man. That. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a thought starter. I mean, he he's an intellectual as much as he can be because he's a fucking playboy. He's a exactly. plasticine. He's a hair. He's a, he's a plasticine playboy. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I, I don't want to go spend all day on that, but yeah, um, I'm sorry I brought it up. But that is a good point you made. I'm glad you brought up the Hunter S. Thompson thing. Back to Brian's email. It's my fault for playing the Dick Tracy song, so I take full responsibility for that, Brian. He's lost in the delirium at the end, running away with the man who ran away with his heart. And when Luke is killed by the fascists, a small smile as he's about to meet the spirit in the sky, unfortunately for drag, that smile's not for him. That Luke smile of his. He had it on his face right to the very end. Even Judas still loved Jesus in the end. Drag will have a lot of things to work through about himself after all of that. <laughs> yes, he's going to, yeah, definitely. It's yes. gonna be a long. It's gonna be a long couple months or years for Dragline. <laughs> okay, good stuff. Uh, Arian Foster, running back for the Texans back in 2015. Ah, yeah. Jesus Christ, Arian Foster. Jesus, <laughs> no, he was on my like first fantasy team, I think. Yeah, he was incredible. <laughs> he, I, all I remember about uh, Arian Foster is that he was a badass running back, but he also was a very thoughtful. He was a poet. True love is the greatest thing in the world. He, he was an interesting cat. So let's see what Brian has to say about him. Uh, running back for the Texans back in 2015 and a bona fide star player came out as an atheist in the radically religious environment that pervaded the NFL and still does to this day. This was such big news at the time that ESPN ran a front page article on their website about it. I remember because I read it. It was a big moment for us secular thinkers the second biggest sport in the United States. And there's a, a second biggest sport? Okay, I don't even, I'm not even going to go there. Let's just forget about it. Uh, the second biggest sport in the United States, and there's an atheist star player bucking against the pervasive religious fervor of the league. The article was mind-blowing in that it revealed some of the things teams would not only encourage, but short of officially mandating, unofficially enforce. Team prayer, team Bible study, group thought. I can guarantee there's plenty of secular-thinking professional athletes, but for fear of reprisal, they kept their mouths shut. Yep. Uh, Foster was accused of being a devil worshiper, even though logically this is dumb for a reason that is painfully obvious. 
He was also accused of being a bad teammate due to his refusal to believe. Oh, and that was the craziest God. part. Damn you're it. A bad, God. Yeah. Yep. You're a bad cog because you didn't buy in 100% to include a belief. Unreal. And here's the real kicker. Wow, there's more. After this article came out in the offseason of 2015, Foster got injured and never played another meaningful game ever again. He called ah. it quits after the 2016 season. So, of course, this reinforced the opinion of God smote thee, causing the injury due to his secular ways. Uh, I will say real quickly, wow. uh, Arian Foster had already took it on, took it on, God damn it. He already taken a shitload of hits with heavy, heavy, heavy carry seasons. Like, it's been proven now, like running backs carry the ball 300 times used to be a standard issue thing in the 90s and the 80s and 400 in the 70s. That doesn't happen anymore now. And Aaron Foster was one of those last players to do that. So it, I'm not saying mm -hmm. you're completely incorrect on how his career ended. He also did kind of flame out and he was decreasing statistically. That's just a side note. Say what you want. Well, hold, uh, what was the what's the point there? Just that. He yes, he may have been out of the league because he got injured or because he felt he was no longer comfortable being in the league with all these other hardcore Christians and religious gurus and religious freaks. But I would just tell you that he gave everything he could to the game. He took a ton of carries in college and he took a lot of carries during that five year period where he was like oh, the best yeah. back in the NFL and he yeah. he flamed out. This is what happens now. Running backs have like yep. a five year shelf life where they're really, really good and then they're gone. Oh, Obviously, and you're you're, uh, you're you're associating that with the number of carries, right? So yes, ah, gotcha. Yes. That makes perfect fucking sense. You only I would got say a certain number of fucking carries in you before you have to retire. He's, he's not in the league because the Lord didn't want him in the league. That's really what it is. <laughs> yeah, he, just China. an unholy reprobate. A man like that cannot be carrying the ball for any NFL team <laughs> as long as God has his say. Uh, it's a good, yeah, it looks like a good article. I got it up here. It's called uh, The Confession of Arian Foster by Thank you, Tim Jesus. Yeah. Well, that's fucking great. Uh, I think Mike, Mike is going to have to include that in the show notes. Sure, I can do that. It's no problem. Hey, what else do I got to do, you know? I can do anything. You can do better. I can do anything better than you. I don't know what I'm doing there. Uh, Scott, you agree with everything there, though? Yeah. I mean, that's just how it is, huh? You trying to say yeah. Jesus Christ can't I, uh, a curveball? <laughs> I have uh, a lot more respect for Arian Foster. I'm looking forward to reading this article. It's it's almost as insane as coming out as gay as coming out as atheist in the NFL or these sports. I mean, mm. how many people have come out as gay in the NFL? Like two, three, five? I mean, it's probably about the same numbers as someone who's willing to say they're atheist. Yeah, we've covered this before. There were some other guys in the 90 who came, 90s. He came out. He played for the Falcons. I can't remember his name. He was inconsequential as a player. But uh, like we said, Ryan Nasib of the Raiders has been the most openly gay athlete to thrive in the NFL to date. So, because he in the, in the ability, the ability to be open has everything to do with your abilities on the field. It's so fucking fucked up. Harry you can't Foster just, came you can't just be fucking open. You can't just fucking be who you are. What the fuck kind of world do we live in? No, this is football. Fucking it's sports. All we, sports you've is said like. This before. I know. You said it last well, week. I'm just. I'm playing devil's advocate to myself and getting angry. <laughs> I. It just drives me fucking nuts.
Well, I got to finish this email. So my question is, he didn't, here's his question. What is the best pasta noodle? Defend your position to the death, Brian. <laughs> oh, uh, bow tie? Oh, the, uh, what's the, what's the bow tie? The uh, farfalle? Farfalle? You, you fucking, you elitist. What the fuck is it? I mean, I wear a tuxedo when you eat your bow tie pasta. I got to tell you, man, I'm just a classic spaghetti noodle guy. I just love this classic standard. Not thin. I don't want the angel hair. hair. Oh, I want the angel hair over the spaghetti. I mean, I'm a, I think I like the noodles I'd never eat, like pappardelle and orchette (laughs) and and shit like that. I mean, ravioli, does that count? Ravioli rips. Probably ravioli. Ravioli, yeah. What about uh, orchette? What do you know about that? Like the ear-shaped pasta, like the little seashell guys. Those are good. Oh yeah, those are fun. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, the Vita cells and cheese. It's the Vita yeah, yeah. cells and cheese. It's yeah, the those Vita are, cells and yeah. cheese. Those are like orchiette. And then pappardelle. I mean, I don't have it much, but I, I like a thick noodle. You know. Hmm. Man, okay. this is this is a tough one. If we're talking. <laughs> I'm not going to make this uh, complicated. I like the fucking, I like those like crazy shaped fucking craft mac and cheese ones. Those are my favorite. Uh, like the dinosaur? I know, I know that. Oh, yes, dude, exactly. I love the spirals. The spirals were the shit. Back. Anything Meyer that catches, craft. Uh, anything yeah. that catches the flavor, anything that catches like pockets of fucking just powdered, just cheddar cheese made by Dow Chemical. That's what I want. For, yeah, you're looking for rotini, probably. Side dish steals the show when it's creamy Velveeta shells and cheese. Uh, that's fucking real, man. That happened. That's the four tops doing a Velveeta shells and cheese commercial. Oh, you gotta oh, love God it. People just it. selling their fucking integrity Ouch. for this shit. It's like, uh, uh, who's the dipshit? Uh, who's the? Is like Brad Paisley or whatever. He's like sings those nationwide songs, and it's like so. Ugh, it's. it's it's just so cringy. There, there's one dude that does like a tubby submarine fucking commercial, and they, just seeing these Ouch. dudes have to add, like these artists just feign interest in this product. Uh, it's <laughs> ugh. yeah, man. That's I got. That I gotta say, I'm, I'm so much more okay with actors doing uh, actors selling themselves out like that, like pimping themselves out, than I am with like musicians. Because musicians doing like a song, that is, that to me is a level of just chicanery and like absolute like self uh, immolation that is so weird. To sing a song and replace the words of your own fucking song (laughs) with a fucking advertisement? It's the same. Uh, How about this one? It just, it grosses me out so much. What's the difference between Velveeta shells and cheese and all the rest? We don't play around with the powder. We Uh use only real Velveeta cheese sauce to make it the creamiest macaroni and cheese around. Velveeta cheese sauce. I do like that. Creamy is what you crave. It's the creamiest. I remember that. Yeah, it's the creamiest. Okay. Stop it. Stop stop. it. You can't stop it. Stop it. Hey, man, I, unfortunately, I watched television in my life and it fucked me, so. It's the creamiest, the dreamiest. Oh, here it is. This is the song. It's 
was like Peter Gabriel. What the fuck is this? Comes two more ways. Get the powder, please. Sizzling with real bacon and touch of Mexico with mild touch of Mexico. Two more ways to enjoy Velveeta shells and cheese. Only we taste like this. Velveeta makes it the creamiest. Musically, it sounds like a B-side to Graceland or something. Some terrible. They make it the creamiest. Yeah, I love this shit. <laughs> Who was that? Nothing. Just uh, that was people. Paul Simon. That was Graceland. Yep. That was track seven on Graceland. Oh my god! Can <laughs> I could easily see Paul Simon doing that. Yeah, uh, I, I got I got funny, seventy man. million dollars, um, but I need another. I need a house in uh, Rwanda where they won't let me build unless <laughs> unless Kraft uh, pays for it. That's funny. All right, next one up, Mr. Pink. Remember, this is chronological order. This was on Thursday, June 9th at 12.50 p.m. Lunch break, Mr. Pink? <laughs> or did you just wake up? What's the story? Come on, we want to know. <laughs> you guys definitely didn't need to talk gender at all. That was not serious. Well, sorry. Thank you, Jesus. One thing is serious, though, and that is some of your favorite sports movies of all time. Holy cow. Everyone knows the absolute best sports movie of all time is the 1999 classic, for the love of the game, bullshit. Wow. That's so bullshit. Yeah, it's not a. It's not a sports movie. Two hours and forty minutes of Kevin Costner as a tiger thinking about his life on the mound. Sorry, Pinky. <laughs> I think he's on Here's the. the I think he's on the pitcher's mound like the entire like three hundred minutes of the movie. And it's all flashbacks, just, and the whole movie is done in like flashbacks. I mean, I kind of yes. dig it. I, I that sort of good. love it. I mean, Sam Raimi. John C. Riley's his battery camera. mate. That's fun. I know. Yeah, the one, two, Riley. Yeah. Uh, Wait a minute. No, it sucks. Riley Riley plays the catcher in that. Yeah, he does. I did not remember that. (laughs) He just did. He did Boogie Nights and he did Magnolia and then he did that movie. He doesn't even have a frame. He has he has no muscle. Like this is a guy that is a freak of nature in how much how little muscle he has for how big he is. His confidence is shattered. That's fair. Look, uh, everyone knows the absolute. Okay, so. By the way, I was listening back to last week's show, and Luke, I totally missed when you said that Any Given Sunday was one of your favorites, and I fucking, I would have jumped in immediately on that. It's absolutely one of my favorite sports movies of all time. (laughs) I've seen that movie a billion times. I love Any Given Sunday. It's extremely watchable. It's long, but it never seems slow. It's very fast-paced, and like Mm -hmm. it's just super entertaining, and... It was ahead of its time talking about a lot of the shit that was going on with professional football players that is very relevant today. So I wanted to give you kudos and also let people know that I loved that movie. It was it's yeah. a fucking great movie. I think that's like the best movie he did after JFK. Like up uh, into that point. And what has yeah. he done? Yes. And actually, what has he done outside of that? Like they're all... Alexander, Nixon, U-turn. Alexander, uh, I mean, complete garbage. Oh, horrible. W, w complete U-turn garbage. Was, yeah, was, a W okay. sucked. But Two what's Towers God? or whatever the fuck that was. Complete that garbage. That was all right, actually. I actually watched that one. I was surprised that it wasn't terrible because I was just so low All right, it's not terrible. Either. All right, we'll say it's not terrible. Scott, which one did you say? Oh, U-turn's okay. Are you talking about the uh, Nick Cage one, the fucking uh, Twin Towers? Did, or the, uh, did he do Yes, the yep, that's the exact one, yeah. The mustache. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the mustachioed Nick Cage. That one was like, I don't know. <laughs> Must, that one was... Mustache Towers. Right, what is that movie called? The Towers Stash? <laughs> mustache Towers. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just called World Trade Center. <laughs> it literally is called World Trade Center. That's absolutely true, isn't it? 
It is. It is. Mustache Towers. I don't even remember. It needs to be a movie. It needs to be a movie. (laughs) Mustache Towers. Tonight on Mustache Towers. Check this out, though. I keep the ladies screaming. <laughs> That's a lyric. That is so Money. gross. Little motherfucker talking shit. Cause the fact is involved. When the fact is involved, the problem gets resolved. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Jamie Foxx is good in this. <laughs> he's, he's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I he really hard is to believe. Amazing. Hard to believe uh, his throwing motion. It was a little suspect. Um, it was a. <laughs> Little concerned about the actual. It was like he's small too. No, he's five he foot was, nine. Uh, <laughs> no, Vic. He, he Vic has a very similar release. Ooh, all right. Doesn't well, he? Uh, Vic it's was very taller, like it's least. very. Uh, yeah. Vic is taller than Jamie Fox. Yeah, Jamie Fox. Like he's like five short. eight. Vic was short for a quarterback at the time, did but he was still say, six one. Did you say Jamie Fox is five eight? I think that's correct. I mean, I can Holy double check moly. his height on that. Oh my god! But. Dennis Quaid, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. Dennis Quaid looked like an old man quarterback. I think he's played a football character a few times. Uh, but his absolutely nailed, motion. Nailed it. Yeah, I could buy him as like a weird amalgamation of Steve Young, Joe Montana, Brett Favre all rolled into one, I suppose. Um, but either way, I love that fucking movie. James Wood is hilarious in that movie. He plays this fucking scumbag doctor. And he has this great line about, great, go get butt-fucked by 12 Neanderthals. <laughs> I love that what? line. <laughs> is 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 uh, James Woods ever in a movie where he plays a scumbag, or, or where he first of all is he ever in a movie where he doesn't play a scumbag? And then uh, the other in two part question is he ever in a movie where he doesn't actually just express his own real thoughts? <laughs> That's uh, literally how I think he is. I think he's exactly like that. I think he's like that. Uh, I think he's the same character in fucking vampires. He's Exactly. The hard correct. way. What's he like oh in the hard God. way? I haven't seen that one in a while. Michael J. Fox and he's the in like- same. He is the same. He is the same. He is one of those guys that was he like never type, acted in his life. typecast. <laughs> he was type exactly. I don't think he had to, but for yeah, some reason everybody fucking hired him. Well, he did have. Well, some... he's a good actor. You know, he's, yeah, he, he had a persona. He's got <laughs> state presence. I just said he wasn't a good actor, but he's a good actor. I think he's. He, yeah, he's got, got the presence. The, he's got the, the medium for that shitty mainstream medium. For he, sure. he gets the job done. Yeah. So yeah. maybe actually, got to see it. Maybe he was Dude, yeah, maybe casino. He was off. Maybe he was off. Scott, I was just gonna say Brandon Salvador. Salvador. Yeah. Yeah. That oh my God, I'm, Salvador. Yeah. That's okay. That's 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 Stone's best movie. I haven't seen that in a while either, Scott. I gotta go back and watch that one. Yeah, it's been that years was fucking for that one. good. Yeah, that uh, one's great. Okay, well, this was sidelined because everyone knows the apps. Oh yeah, for love of the game, no one knows that, Mister Pink. Come on, stop fucking with us. Uh, what could be better than Kevin Costner playing the best <laughs> Kevin Costner character ever? Shaking my head. He's shaking it. Oh, so this is sarcasm. Okay, this is funny. Is that what SMH means? Shaking my head? Shaking my head. Yeah, it took me a long time to figure out what it was too, Luke. When it was a big thing and it first came up, I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Suck my... No, not. no. It's yeah, not exactly. That's where I went too. I went to... <laughs> That's exactly where I went. Suck I my like, hand. And that was like, so so my hog or something. I was like, I don't yeah. fucking understand what the hell's going on. Still my heart. Shaking my head. Unbreak my heart. That's a bad... That's a terrible... It's a terrible initialism. It does not work. 
Well, yeah, I, that's why I'm surprised it caught on because I never would have guessed those were the actual words. I'm like, why is this an acronym? Why is, uh, I, don't I always look at it like so in my... I, I literally have interpreted it as so in my opinion just because I'm being <laughs> lazy and I see those letters and I, I just like make up... I just make up shit. So in conclusion... Okay. So, uh, shaking my head. Weekend. Have a good weekend, Pinky. Thanks, Pinky. You too. Uh, sorry we took you so literally. Pinky, we still don't know you. We're still getting to understand when you're being serious, when you're not. And all of these emails are in the written form, so it's very difficult. I actually, no all right. So let, let me just say this, though, about For the Love of the Game. It was not a terrible movie. It's a Sam Raimi movie. Say, it's I, not bad. It's I just not a sports a movie. Bit. And, of course, this is a little bit of a troll. But, yeah, it's it's not a bad movie. And I, I do like the like whole thing where he's he's like looking across his entire career, like at all these people he's met and he's befriended and people he's helped move and oh, he's I know, <laughs> Boy, I've I know, never seen I know, so I know. <laughs> but it's it's a very sweet movie and it's that's kind of where it that yeah it's a kevin costner it's more of a kevin costner movie than a sam raimi movie it's one of the first times i would say that you know about an actor over a director larry kasdan script right i thought it was a probably that sounds very very accurate yeah okay well i don't i don't want to i'm not even gonna argue with you guys about this so no you're not there's no argument here but the thing that i did love about it is uh there's an entire segment where they like avoid they avoid him on the on the bench and i love that because he's got a perfect game going so they that was cool that was cool in the name of zeus's butthole did anyone enjoy that movie i will never know nick cage yeah understand all right next email is from danny danny wrote this danny wrote this email at 3 42 p.m on june 12th which would be now when that's time stamped is that our time i assume yeah, because that's probably yeah five in the morning in Alaska or some unholy hour. <laughs> Come on, what's five? Is it four hours in Alaska? I think it's all. Yeah, no, I think it's only four. So this is another lunchtime email here. Yeah, yeah, Danny, what are you usually doing around eleven forty? Are you writing emails in the morning? Are you considering the mistakes of the previous evening? Uh, what's going on in there? Let us know. Fill us in because I would like to know. I know. Th- I think everybody else would like to know that too. Sup, chumps? Oh, man, that's harsh, oh, dude. Jeez. Chumps! It's coming in hard. <laughs> he is. That's okay, though. I respect that. So, I missed 67, but I loved the episode. I loved the transparent discourse on sports culture and how Christianity's dirty tentacles are firmly wrapped around it, even now in 2022. I keep thinking about what Scott said about Aaron Hernandez and that horror show. Yeah, it was good. It was poignant, Scott. How many lives have been lost or otherwise damaged because people feel shame and guilt with Christian orthodoxy mandates and inevitably lives in us? It's truly insane. I don't get fired up about a ton of things, but this is my number one button. Your number one button? Wow. Okay. It's a, a good button. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, I got no beef with that button. But that's uh, still, of all the things in the world, that's... I guess he's talking about it in like any sense, not just sports, right? Yeah, sure. That would be mm-hmm. like the, the button encompasses it, everything. It poisons, it poisons everything, yeah. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Well said. Uh, you embarrass me, man. Anyway, if you had uninhibited legislative power in the United States, oh, God. Oh, oh God. No. 
Yeah, oh no. What would you sign into law tomorrow, or which law's amendments would you rescind? Later, boners. Danny. Oh, the double shade. The du- and then no, he don't. just leaves us this bond here. Okay, Luke, thoughts? Uh, let's talk student loans. Let's talk guns. Let's talk this is like talking about what, what if I win? I hate, hey, what if I win the lottery talk? I fucking hate that talk. This is the same shit. Hey, what it's if true. I win the lottery? What would you do? Well, you know what? There, there is, <clears throat> there's a publication called The American Prospect, and it's run by David Dayan, and he put out 118 or something different things that the president could do with a stroke yep. of the pen. Yep, so, I remember talking about this when we when Biden got in office or yep. shortly thereafter. Yeah, they're, they're like, what can uh, he every, actually do? And it's shocking what can actually happen. Fucking utterly fucking shocking uh i i would say just right off the bat i mean i know the the one thing that can be done without any any imposition whatsoever without any dealing with the fucking uh what do they call our the the parliamentarian uh could easily just get rid of student loan debt just scratch it yeah it's it's debt it's debt that's on the balance sheet it's not actual debt that's going to be paid back in any particular way i mean of all the debt that's out there you're gonna get what's like 30 30 to 40 percent of all of that debt paid back if you're actually looking at i don't know risk assessment if you're looking at futures i I like money that's all you're gonna that's all they're gonna get out of it so 1.7 trillion dollars i don't know what's 30 percent of that uh 400 billion you could easily get rid of that shit um just 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 write it off the fucking balance sheet that's it Yep, and just accept it. You you gave us a discounted education. It's done. It's, it's no, all right. And, it's and, okay. Yeah. No, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's it's debt that we should have never fucking had. And for everybody that paid their fucking Aww. debts back, uh, they get they get uh, tax Allegedly. credits that are higher than everybody else for a little while to and kind of get, make them Taco whole Bell, because uh, they fucking card. spent they spent money on fucking <laughs> shit they shouldn't have spent money on. They didn't have to have that kind of fucking outlay just to have a goddamn education. What a fucking joke. But yeah, the American Luke. prospect the diamond in the rough, Luke. You're right, Luke. The American prospect's an awesome resource. Prospect.org. Um, that's a good Thank site. you. Yes. Definitely. Yeah, and okay. shame and guilt. The shame and guilt with the Christian orthodoxy. I mean, it is it goes back to like for this kind of thing, the Protestant work ethic. And so, yeah, I a hundred percent agree with him. The feeling, the shame, the guilt is something that has prevented this issue from coming to the forefront for a very long time. People are just terrified to talk about it and they're embarrassed. Yeah. People are terrified and embarrassed. They feel shame and guilt and they feel like they owe this money back, but it was money that was unjustly fucking taken from them. It's the good Christian thing to do. Okay. It would take a miracle. Exactly. It'll take a miracle. Maybe it'll yeah, try to tell right, that to Danny. A thanks for that. Uh, Danny, I think you're just fucking with me again with this dreamy, idealistic, hopeful. Hey, what if we actually had control for a minute? You son of a bitch. <laughs> you got us good, Danny. I am a sucker for shit like that. And I could see what you're trying to do here. He's a sucker, <laughs> man. But in the end, I'm not going to play this game because there's like you just said. Yes, there's hundreds of things that could easily be done and they're just not being done because it would change the 
power structure, the yes. levers yes. of, uh, you know, ability to limit and control things ever so slightly and give people hope too. And then if they started to see hope, they might actually think, hey, what else could we do if we actually got this? And then they would start to think bigger and bigger and bigger. And next thing you know, real meaningful change that is tangible occurs and people will not let that happen. And when I say people, I'm not talking about the goddamn Illuminati or some made up place. It's just, <laughs> there's a bunch of people You're in not? power. They don't all necessarily, no, I'm not. They don't all actually connect but there's just all these people in powers in various oil and gas, uh, yeah, utilities, uh, financial institutions. All these places start to add insurance corporations. All these entities have people in powerful places, and they all want the same thing. They want to control their zone. So when all the zones are controlled by the same amount of people, even though they're not all directly connected in some grand conspiracy, each of them adds up to control and not wanting to reduce that control. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there it is. That's all I have to say about that. Same page. All right. Uh, hey, what's so important? Uh, Apparently, this is important. So, nope, we're good. Mister Pink has another email. Hey, two for Tuesday. It's two for Tuesday. W R A. We got Queen on the flip side. Mr. Tuesday. That was yesterday. So at Tuesday, June 14th at 11.06 a.m. So you another pre-lunch email from Mr. Pink? Again, we don't know what you're doing. Hey, guys, basic question for you. How do you stay informed and where do you get your news from? I'm trying to wean myself off the teat of... Savannah Guthrie, Lester <laughs> and mainstream media <laughs> in general. Good God. And I'm at a loss heaven. on how and I'm at a loss so on how to stay informed. Really? Oh, he's he's in fucking hell and he's trying to get out. This is like a poor I don't want to judge is, Mr. Pink. Is he you in know? No, I'm not judging. Is he in No, he I don't want rehab? to. I feel like is he I, in rehab with no phone and no uh, he's <laughs> yeah, just he's stuck. in rehab with they he's don't have cable, with that, it's just two, four, and seven. Yeah. yeah, he's stuck with that CRT TV, the cathode ray now, tube that, you know. The name of Zeus's butthole! Yeah, it's just static. Seriously, I don't and name like, butthole does this happen. It, yeah, no, I, I get it. I, I know exactly what he's talking about. It's, it's very hard. Is it? So, yeah, okay, so where do we go from here? Um, <clears throat> well, it's simple. Let me tell you something. You're suspect. You are suspect, Mr. Pink. But if you just go on the internet, for starters... And you look at independent news sources. Don't believe it, first off, okay? So ignore that entirely because you can't be trusted. This show here, we could give you uh, some leads, but we don't want to make them biased either. We want them to be independent news sources. But I don't think an independent news source necessarily exists very often. There's a couple I could throw at you. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so like a... I think a good bridge show between the kind of like leftist content that I I would that I actually trust versus what you see on I guess MB, MSNBC and all that stuff CNN etc is uh, breaking points. It's not bad. Uh, it's a crystal ball who is she is crystal a crystal ball. 
Her name <laughs> is Crystal Ball. Yep, it's not a joke. Uh, she did has nothing she, to do like, with me. She ran for she ran for political office at some point too. She's super brilliant. Uh, she used to be a host of a show on the Hill. Uh, I think it was called Rising, and she's good. She's very good. She lays things out in like super. Uh, just layman's terms, very punchy, very smart. This is a man's world. And is, yeah, is somebody that's willing to take on like hard arguments as well. So she's great. I, I do a lot of, uh, I listen to so many fucking podcasts, uh, as we've talked about many, many, many times. And so there's, you a can just watch John Oliver's show for the laughs and you actually learn things from that show. And that's still pretty mainstream. Yep. <clears throat> Yeah, that's that's very mainstream. Yeah, exactly. The thing is, is very mainstream and mainstream mainstream for me. I think maybe we should kind of clarify what mainstream might be and what what it isn't. Uh, mainstream to me means any type of news outlet that is basically avoiding discussing material conditions. Any any outlet that is talking about a story, for instance, about uh, what was the last one, Mike? Uh, tech monopolies. Uh, mm -hmm. They they were talking about like homelessness before. Uh, th that actually might be a better example where they talk about something homelessness, but they never actually address the fact that things could actually be done to uh, ameliorate these conditions for people and provide them with real material benefits. So they avoid the Marxist critique at every at every angle, every single fucking step. They they won't touch on it, and they will only talk about things like. Okay, like racism, that's okay. I mean, it's it's okay to talk about racism. I think it's important to talk about. But if it's the only thing you talk about, then you never understand how someone like Kamala Harris is uh, an absolute fucking monster. Because she's black, so you're not allowed to say anything about it. She's a woman, you're not allowed to say anything about it. She's uh, Southeast Asian, you're not allowed to say anything about that. So, I don't know what your reputation is. I try to seek out anywhere. I try to seek out anywhere they're going to tell the truth about that kind of stuff. Someone like Bill Maher is the biggest motherfucking clown that I've heard speak in the last fucking yeah. fifty fucking years. Stay away from. And Mark. I am I am ashamed <laughs> oh. to say that I Come used on, to man. like Bill He has Cornell Bill West Maher. on his show. And listen to what Cornell West says to him. Cornell West yeah. owns that motherfucker every single time he's on. And the only Holy reason shit. they bring him on is because Cornell West is a better human being than everybody else in that whole fucking institution. <laughs> I actually Everyone! also listen I actually to a find Adolf Reed, find Adolf Reed, um, Adolf Reed Jr. Uh, look up Class Matters. Class Matters is a, a podcast. It's very it's fairly new. Look up the lever uh, lever time. That's what they call it. Lever Time is the podcast for The Lever, which is uh, David Sirota, who's the guy that uh, wrote Don't Look Up with uh, Adam McKay. Those people. And subscribe to our favorite magazine, Jacobin. Of course. I Fuck can't believe yeah. that's and finally that. been mentioned after all this time. <laughs> after uh, me look. rambling. Yeah, sorry. but No, I mean, it wasn't rambling. It's just, look, I do watch Bill Maher still, but I am also able to separate what I see on there. Because I know the story. I know what time it is. Because I pay attention. Uh, Mr. Pink, I really want to know, like, when you hear something, do you believe it's true? Because I never believed anything. I was always suspect of everything ever. And I guess that serves me well sometimes. Maybe it hurts me in certain situations where it's like, oh, boy, I really missed an opportunity to grow there. 
but I was too suspect of it. Yeah, I think but, yeah, media literacy is key, and I think it just that just means doing a bunch of research and comparing and contrasting notes. You can get yes, whoop, you'll be able to get to the bottom. You'll be able to get to the kernel of it if is. You know, if you're media literate and you just explore some different sources, you'll see the same language. You'll see the same bullshit boilerplate language in a lot of these outlets. But then you'll come across something. A lot of what Luke mentioned and yeah, what you're talking about. Just in case you accidentally wander into a voting booth one day, there's some things you should know. And one of them is there is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. What? How dare you? Yeah, yeah. But I think it's it, 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 it. The reason the reason I think this is such an important fucking question is that like I still have the same. I still struggle with this all the fucking time. I'm looking for resources all of the time for. I said, calm down. Real, Shut the fuck up. What's the problem? For news that's happening, you know, like you can read, like obviously read books, but when you're looking for the actual news, like yeah, fine. It, they're on, they're on CN, CNN, MSNBC, whatever, to get, uh, I guess, take the temperature on what the fuck's going on in the mainstream. But just be reminded or at least understand that there are other sources that are going to dig under those and are going to um, uh, up, upend them in general. You are Look, it's, it's hard because it's media is... is yeah, check out Jacobin for a lot of things. Jacobin is actually really, really good, and and they do a lot of really good hyperlinking. So you can click into one link after another after another, and you can like find additional stories. There's another site called uh, Common Dreams, I think, or Common Yeah Common Dreams dot org or Common Sense dot org. I think uh, it's Common Dreams. Yeah. Uh oh, yeah, it's very good. good. Careful no, there. there's but there's a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of good ones out there. Just I give use, common sense use media, sites like no use sites a, like use sites like uh, like Jacobin to kind of hyper hyperlink your way around some of this news stuff. I think it's good. I think it's important to do that. It's of course not always perfect, but perfect. What you, better than I, what I you're often, getting. How often do you look at this uh, parabola arc shaped media bias chart too? I mean, that's a good point. Like, Never. Yeah. it's I don't know. It's it's fascinating. Like AP, Reuters, BBC, PBS—they're all kind of middle fact. So it kind of depends on what you're looking for. And then if you want OAN or uh, hmm. the Palmer Report or the Hartman Report on the left or some of these other fucking things like Infowars and shit, well, then dive into it. That's your back. I am a false prophet. <laughs> Look, there's uh, also CNN has a... Uh, have you heard the CNN's trying to go nonpartisan? Did you guys hear about this? <laughs> that was that me. How does that even work? I did I know, hear about but, this, yeah. Yeah, they got a new guy Hilarious. in charge and they're trying to say... All reporters need to be off Twitter from now on, and we're trying to go nonpartisan because even the bigwigs like CNN realized that I actually that actually made me feel good to hear that because it was like, oh wow, maybe enough people are really getting annoyed in such large numbers, even though I don't get to talk to them every day, that they're as sick of the shit as we are when it comes to biased media influencing people in such a large space. So that was that was promising to me. But the other thing I want to say is I do watch Bill Maher uh, somewhat regularly, only because, like I said, I 
I know what to look for and what to avoid. And he had fucking Kellyanne Conway on last Friday. Again? It yeah, was for like the 50th fucking no, no, time. No, no, no. She, had, she hadn't been on the show in a long, long time, but whatever. Yes, I get your point. Yeah. I, it was awful. It was so unbearable to watch because she was... She had him flustered. It was. I really actually thought it was funny because she had Bill Maher all fucked up because she constantly interrupted him with every single talking point possible that it was unbearable television to watch and it was unfortunate because prior to that cornell west had come on as the first guest for the interview and i really loved what he said to him because nobody bill didn't bring up the fact that or he didn't even seem to understand that when cornell west called brother trump and brother biden called one of them a fat a neo-fascist and the other one milk toast that's right he Mar didn't understand what he. Why do you call Biden milk toast? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You're you're it's toast. insane. You're toast no. yourself. It, uh, uh, <laughs> Bill, this is why Bill Mar. Bill Mar is the fucking worst because he'd put a pillow over your fucking face if you didn't turn your homework in on time. You are fake it's, news. That motherfucker is the one of the biggest pieces of shit in the entire like media realm. I fucking hate his guts. And uh, I think that's a. Uh, you, you know start what? To Here's look another There's one. A lot of pieces of shit, dude. So you got to no, go easy there. But he's the best. Really everywhere. No, he's the biggest and best because he is the one that is most sided with, quote unquote, left. He's been uh, propping himself up on that for fucking ever. He's always constantly talked about what you got to. I, I really wish we had the like intro song. You know, that shit. He is. Uh, what about me? He has. He has said that he's supported liberal positions yada 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 and then actually you know what the reason that you should listen to him is that he is the uh he's the prisma uh the prism from which you should like understand how boomer politics works he is the perfect fucking media source for understanding the enemy you have to understand how that fucking works yeah Every motherfucking thing that happens on that show, it's it's uh, it's fucking ridiculous. And the fact that Kel- Kellyanne Conway got him uh, got him uh, tussled, that says everything because his positions are basically the same as hers at this point. Now that Trump is out of office, when Trump was in office, he had he was able to like push back. He can't anymore. See, this is the problem, Luke, with you though. In my opinion, is that you. Like Bill Maher, yeah, he sucks. But you say he's like one of the worst out there. It's just not true. Like he sucks. But there's so many more people who are no. insidious and radical and cause greater strife and issues for people and divisiveness between families, etc., and relationships than him. That's see, that's let me, that's why you got to take down the hyperbole a bit. Well, I I do I do understand that I have to take down the hyperbole. I do I do get that. But let me ask you a particular question. What, who would be somebody that is more divisive? Or somebody that you would say is like, hey, you think that Bill Maher is bad. This, what about this person? Uh, Give me some what about someone like, uh, uh, what's her face? Uh, Candace Owens. Okay. So the, the reason I bring up Bill Maher is because Bill Maher is somebody that is a he's a he's a primer he's a he's a, he's a primer for like a lot of leftist thought you know a lot of like kind of liberal ideology and a lot of people will go to him because he is kind of the only big game in media for anything that is remotely liberal or leftist. 
There no, is no. MSNBC is filled with shows for that, though. I don't think that's accurate anymore. Not anymore. Right. This is my point: is that he's now just like he's the cherry on the top of that fucking shit pie with all these people that are that are selling just liberal ideology to everybody out there, and they think that people will actually say that he's leftist. He's not. He's not even close. He's bare, like, at maximum, he's a centrist. Yeah, oh, yeah, so I agree that, that's centrist, why I don't, so. that's why, that's why I... Neolib. I think, like, people like uh, Elizabeth Warren are, e- like, equally bad, actually much, much worse than uh, somebody like Ron DeSantis. You know who's voting for DeSantis. That's it. It's it's a fucking locked box. It doesn't fucking matter. You're not changing any of those people's minds. They're insane ideologues or just complete sheep, and that's it. But the people that like want to sell you something that is that is really smart, but like couch it in a in a way or make it seem like it's rebellious, but basically it's just a centrist ideology that is just selling back to you the uh, your own fucking uh, oppression you're supposed to like it you're supposed to enjoy being oppressed i love being oppressed it's what gets me through every day man there's no doubt about it so fuck you bill maher what about me oh you go yeah, fuck, fuck yourself him. in your fat fucking ass he's okay. a piece of shit man yeah i want to debate this more but we don't have time so let me go back to the email here this was okay although, although his was- his podcast is is more fun than his show Okay, look at that. There you go. I'm at a loss on how to stay informed. So there's a lot of ways you can stay informed, Mr. Pink, and hopefully continue to listen to the show, and we will try to... Maybe we'll do a segment on ways to stay informed. That could be a next segment. Maybe Mm -hmm. Scott could do that. Scott, you have the parabola. Maybe you can help us out there. That might be something to look forward to. Stick around. Maybe it's because I don't share the same interests as you. This is Mr. Pink's email. As you guys, but I didn't hear about the Nick Anderson tweet, which was last week. Nick Anderson was a pitcher, in case you missed it, for the Rays, and there was a whole thing. With our friend Yancey, and Yancey loved it, by the way. Uh, Shout out to you, Yancey, who listened to the show last week and loved that we mentioned his whole spat with Nick Anderson. Yancey won that, hands down. Fuck yeah. But as Mike pointed out, religion and sports go hand in hand. Everyone knows Jesus makes those NASCAR drivers floor it and turn left like nobody's business to win. Also, pretty sure Sky Daddy is responsible for every championship (laughs) ever. Shout out Sky Daddy. Fucking Sky Daddy. (laughs) What is Sky Daddy up to? Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Exactly. I need to pull that is, one up again. Is right. Sky Daddy still letting a lot of people die from COVID? Oh, Luke, why you got to be a buzzkill, man? Come on, Sky Daddy's doing the best he can do every single night. Me and Scott and you all know it. Thank you, Jesus. In serious news, Juneteenth is coming up. I have to admit my own ignorance of Juneteenth and the historical significance of the now federal holiday. I'm glad it is a holiday, and I hope against hope that everyone takes the time to learn about it and the historical significance of Juneteenth. Our country is far from perfect, and just like about every other person I know, there's a little bit of personal history that is embarrassing and maybe regretful. Our country is no different. There were people in our country and others that owned other human beings. That's so fucked up. And while we cannot rewrite history, I think it is vitally important to accept it honestly and endeavor to be better to each other going forward. That's all I got, and frankly, more than I intended when I started writing, Take care, Pink. There it is. Oof. And ever endeavor to be better to each other going forward. That's therein lies the problem. 
you know, the conditions now are such that people are just focusing more on themselves. I, I don't I agree. I wish people would treat each other with decency and respect. But look at the world we're living in. We're we're, we're constantly <laughs> we're, we're just like con- we're circling the fucking drain and we're getting closer and closer every minute that passes. And what does that do? That actually just pushes us more inward and more, uh, you know, prone to just take care of ourselves and ignore the person next to us. I don't know. My the cynicism. Wow, the, dude. The cynic in me doesn't see that trending in the right direction. But I don't know. Just gotta hopefully, smile hopefully more often, Scott. Come on, Scott. Smile more often. That Luke smiley. (laughs) Or to the very end. Uh, Yeah, look. People love a fucking day off, too. So if you get a day off from that thing, that's all they're going to think about. (laughs) Let's just be honest about that. Like, oh, shoot, we got a day. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But some states are more uptight, and some people are even more uptight than others. Arizona, I remember, they really, really pushed that. MLK holiday to the bitter end when everybody else did it and recognized it. They were the last ones to get on board because they were going to lose a Super Bowl over it if they didn't agree to make it a holiday, <laughs> which is just actually that's how racist all. this country is. Yeah, that exactly. says it all. So. That's absolutely right, which on, is why man, something my... like June, Juneteenth should be celebrated. It should almost be racist at work where it's white people have to come in. <laughs> I on, Seriously. Yes. Yeah, that reminds me of a great eight yeah. SNL skit from the nineties. I shouldn't with, get a uh, day off. I shouldn't get a day off for th- no. That's that's not me. I've, I'm the. You got it. <laughs> work. No, you shouldn't. You should just work until you need to take a day off to die. Is what you should do. Oh, of course. I mean, that goes without saying. You do not. Dude, it's like me taking a Jewish holiday job, off. Scott. It's like me taking a fucking day off or uh, Mike. Give me a Jewish holiday. Boy, I've Yom never Kippur. seen an issue so divisive. You ever seen? It's like a civil war, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, boy, I gotta go help my brother, so I've been already extending. I really. This is an interesting show, though. We talked about a lot of stuff. There's a great yeah. SNL skit I wanted to mention. I don't have time to play it. It's called MLK Day. It's from the '90s. It's got Jeff Daniels, and <laughs> it goes back to that time when Arizona oh my God. was one of the last bastions of asshole and racistness. I know what it's you're talking good about. Yeah, there's, it's got Ellen Clinton another... in it. And... Hell yeah. Uh, what's his face? Tim. Oh, there it is. Tim Reynolds? No, Tim Reynolds was the... Black Wait, team. Tim Reynolds? No. Wait a minute. Tim... Oh, yeah, this fucking guy. What the hell oh, no, that? it's got the fucking... Uh, the, the guy that plays the monkey. No, this is a different one, then. We're thinking of different skits, then. Because this Carl- is like Sandler. Carly, and... uh, what's his this face? is before that. You're thinking of uh, Chris... What's his face? From yeah, Chris. Chris Kattan. Roxbury. Yes, Chris Kattan. Yeah. What's what? Tim Nettles. That, oh, that Tim was Nettles? the Scopes monkey trial. Tim Meadows. The, Tim yeah. Meadows. Jesus Christ! I went from Tim Reynolds to Tim Nettles to Tim <laughs> Meadows. That's what I was trying to get at. Jesus. By the way, Tim Reynolds is a name that's on a. I uh, I never listened to it. I don't think a Dave Matthews album. Something about Tim Reynolds. Fuck you know what I'm talking about, Scott? Who cares? What about Dave Matthews and Tim that's Reynolds? That's the worst. Yeah. No, that's the worst fucking band that's Uh-oh. ever been created. Oh, that's like, oh, we, you, are we hitting nope, a new nerve even, here for Luke? Don't you even wise. dare. Don't you even dare. Dave. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. There's another SNL skit that people need to watch. We, we were going through the Bad Religion songs. I It just like popped up in my YouTube because I was listening to Bad Religion. And it was the SNL skit, uh, <laughs> the like punk rock reunion at a funeral. You have to listen to that. Nope. Oh, okay. I will check that out. 
Luke's just going to get emotional because he had a tough breakup to this song. I understand what that feels like. Oh, his headphones are off. Oh, no. Let's analyze these lyrics. You've got your ball. You've got your chain. Tie it to me tight. Tie me up again. Okay. Uh, uh, who's got their claws in you, my friend? Into your heart, I'll beat again. That's deep. Okay, that's enough of that shit. All right. Uh, I told Eric, I wrote this email as myself for my own email because Eric was on the phone with me and he's, he wanted to mention a few things. So this is from Eric indirectly. What is our best episode so far? Does anyone have an idea of what you think is our best episode to date? Um, also, they're all, they're all amazing. They're all amazing. Uh, why do we not do transcripts for our show for the deaf? That was a serious question he asked me. So, um, I'm like, well, uh, no, that's that's not a thing that people that do shows do. I mean, it, it's a uh, the, the transcription service is part of like YouTube and part of it should be part of any like uh, any podcast service that you listen to. It right, should be yeah, automatic. You don't type it out. It it's uh, it, it it automatically is transcribed from the audio file. So if we're not doing that, we should easily like we should easily be able to do that, and it should be readily available, no question. Oh, okay. Favorite episode? I have no idea. Um, there was one where I was like, "Oh, I really enjoyed that," but I have no idea what it was. <laughs> all shit bleeds together to me. It's so much. Yeah, I know it's it's <laughs> mm -hmm. all a, it's all. A I I know I know for me that every. Every episode that I like is an episode where, you know, I had two or three less drinks than the <laughs> next one. <laughs> because you're a winner. It, it's it's always it's always when I'm like I can tell when I'm like droning on or I I'm babbling and I go I go way too far on one particular topic and then I'll listen back and I'm like what the fuck is wrong with me what is happening, what's happening in my brain where I can't like it's like I have mercury poisoning. Oh, that's funny, man. Okay. So every episode that I like is the one where I don't have mercury poisoning. What did you, what did you have? A few drinks this morning? Huh? Yep. I, I think you did, didn't you? <laughs> I think you did. Yep. Heard that one in a while. Uh, yeah. Uh, transcription service should be standard for most platforms. Yes. We'll look into that as well. Uh, best yeah. episode, I have no clue. And then finally, less moist poop, more music talk. He likes the music talk, so he wanted to mention that. All right. Well, we did some music talk. Hopefully, we that did wasn't today. terribly uh, annoying. I was trying to pick up his spirits after his tough day with crypto. Eric, this is for you, buddy. Oh. I hope you enjoy this episode. My and, man. And seriously, uh, Mr. Pick, we're going to look in into... Uh, because we should provide... We shouldn't just say it because we already know it. If we're going to be helpful to others out there and be worthy of your time, we should provide you with uh, sources. That's true. And ways for you to decipher and such yep. without it being too boring or dry either and i think we can do that and we'll come up with some ideas to make that happen we will yeah yeah we can do that we'll we'll uh we'll service you we'll, we'll service you that's lovely <laughs> we will service you uh scott you got a song we should close out on today you got something for us oh shit um what about uh gas so high by gmac cash gas so high there we go Gas is high. It's tough out there. It's real high. Yo, what's up, man? It's your boy Johnny J. Today's stream here live on WW72 Radio. And right now, I have a new song for my main man, T-Mac Cash. 
He's here to talk about the gas prices. How gas prices have skyrocketed since I don't know when. Check him out. Hey, why the fuck is the gas so high? Bitch, and nobody better ask for a ride at all. Shit, I might not even come outside. Why? Cause the motherfucking gas so high. Hey, why the fuck is the gas so high? Bitch, and nobody better ask for a ride at all. Shit, I might not even come outside. Why? Cause the motherfucking gas so high. Come on. Had to cut my mama off, she wanna ride for the free. I'm about Damn. to see how long I can ride on E. Come Man, on. this gas so high, ain't no traffic on the street. Man, this gas so high, I'm about to go back to sleep. Man, this gas so high, I'm about to grab me a bike. Man, this gas so high, I might just grab me a flight. I ain't even finna drive, I'ma go ahead and jog. If you ain't got over 20, then don't even call. 30 minute destination, man. Fuck that drive. You think I'm finna go to work, man? Fuck that job. Man, the gas so high, I looked up that guy and reminisce about the times it was 205. They asking me for a ride, they must think that I'm the nice. This the only time I'ma say I ain't got my life. Man, this gas so high, somebody called Joe Biden. Sometimes I just wanna cry when I look up at the price. Why the fuck is the gas so high? Bitch. Man, nobody better ask for a ride at all. Shit, I might not even come outside. Why? Cause the motherfucking gas so high. Hey, why the fuck is the gas so high? Bitch. Man, nobody better ask for a ride at all. Shit, I might not even come outside. Why? Cause the motherfucking gas so high. Come on. Why the fuck is the gas so high? Man, nobody better ask for a ride. Shit, I might not even come outside. Cause the motherfucking gas so high. Why the fuck?